everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Sour Mash Podcast. Uh, this is your old buddy Dylan. Welcome you to a, to a brand new year. Um, we are the Sour Mash Tours team. Again, I'm Dylan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Andy. And it's been a while since it's just been the three of us. We have that great conversation with Chad at the Bonnie Castle Club, which I thought was a great episode. Yep. I ran into him and he said that there were people who reached out to him that heard him on our podcast. So... At least a couple of our uh, 50 listeners must have, have heard Chad. Or they just know Chad. Yeah, they just know Chad <laughs> because he told him he was going to be on the podcast. But I thought that was a great conversation. It was. And then before that, we had the guys in from the Central Kentucky Spirit Society. So it's been like probably since before Thanksgiving, since it was just the Sour Mash family here. And it's, yeah. good, to, it's good to just kind of rip with you guys today. You know, it's good to reconnect yeah. with each other. Yeah. Get, get back to the basics, right? Back to the basics. Yeah. Even yeah. though I see Danielle every day, most of our conversations are not recorded. <laughs> That That's you true. know, that you know of, you guys got one of those new Facebook thingies. That's true. Well, well we have Alexa too. Alexa, so everybody's always portal. listening. You are constantly being recorded. At a Facebook portal, though, that gives us the opportunity maybe someday to do a, a live uh, Facebook podcast. Oh yeah. The Facebook portal, the portal for those who don't know, is a product made by Facebook that allows you to essentially FaceTime on a larger scale. But um, not FaceTime because yeah. that would be Apple. It's not FaceTime. Time. It's it's uh it's it's calling via Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. So when I call anybody on the portal, sorry, I'm eating these crackers. When I <laughs> when I'm calling anyone on the portal, it looks like they're Andy's calling them. Yeah. Um, it's it's different. It's it's pretty neat. But anyway. So. Yeah. And so like the good thing is that now it's just us three. We can kind of let our hair down. We don't have to worry about being like professional. We can say like <laughs> fuck and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we could have said fuck on the previous podcast. We yeah, just but didn't. we didn't really know them, though. Yeah, like, true. you never know if they're not if they're going to be offended by such words. Right. I doubt. I doubt it. So the, They'll let us know now. Because yeah, right. they, they, they're loyal listeners. Our friends with the uh, Central Kentucky Spirit Society are actually coming back uh, next Friday yeah. for us, and we're going to do a nice scotch tasting, so that should be fun. Yeah, Burns Night. Yeah, yep. I wasn't familiar with Burns Night, but I guess it's a time to enjoy scotch and uh, poetry. Yeah, I'm going to learn something. Yeah, we're going to learn Again. something, because I you know, I, I like all types of booze. I don't really discriminate, um, mostly bourbon and rye, obviously, but scotch is something that I've only scratched the surface of learning about, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to taste examples of all the different regions and mm-hmm. kind of get filled in on what those differences are yeah it's it's gonna be kind of like a a new year new me type thing i'm gonna journey into like different things i wasn't sure about like scotches it's gonna be fun like speaking of which like thinking about new year you guys doing any resolutions i've got a good one yeah oh but i'm gonna save it for last you're gonna save it for last okay danielle um I don't really have any resolutions. I am doing a program right now. It's called the Lean Program, um, and it is part of the Faster Way to Fat Loss program for people who are who know about intermittent fasting. I'm doing that. It's not really a resolution I necessarily said I was going to do. When I set a resolution, I usually don't hit it. Andy sets actionable well, resolutions. You have a resolution to learn more about grilling outside. Well, I do want to learn how to use the grill. Yeah. Um, because Andy's out of town a lot. Sometimes I just want a burger on the grill, but I'm helpless. I don't know how to use it. So, uh, that, that I guess you could call that my resolution. Dylan, what's yeah. your resolution? I think mine was uh, to to work again. 
You know, there's a and bit of a hiatus. And you've already... So I've accomplished that Everything part. you need to accomplish for 2019 in the first two weeks of the year. Already done. You can just coast <laughs> from here until December. That's a good feeling. Good, guys. Not changing a single thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, congratulations but, yeah. on the new gig. Yeah. Thank the new, you. The new old gig, kind of. The new old gig. I'm, I'm back where it all started again. But, uh, yeah, fun employment is over, which is nice. But, in all seriousness... Uh, Kate and I have have committed to uh, exercising, so nice. we're already starting to hit the gym. Um, good thing is that we get to jump on to the uh, the U of L plan, so we're, Ooh, we have like the nice. faculty and staff gym that we use. That's pretty um, nice, which is good, and we've been we've been solid. Honestly, can you get on that golf simulator? That's a different gym. That thing's See, badass. So that, yeah. Also, you can't go to the one on... Can't go to the big one. They give you like a little yeah, one okay. that, that's mostly just treadmills and ellipticals. Gotcha. Because that's what faculty and staff like. Mm-hmm. But that's like the... But yeah, if I wanted to go to like the cool gym, I'd have to pay a little extra. So, okay. I, I, I do want to work out more, eat better. I mean, the just the normal stuff that you start focusing on at the beginning of the year. I joined... The uh, awesome Humana Gym on Main Street. That well, they, well, mm-hmm. yeah. That they build mainly really for their nice. employees, but anybody can get a membership there, and it's like twenty five dollars a month That's for now. Solid. I probably shouldn't be telling the masses <laughs> about this because at some point it might get over fifty or more. It might get over. Yeah, they could have fifty or so new members just based on this podcast alone. And if you tell them that Sour Mash Tours sent you, they will look at you like they don't know what you're ta- they're talking about. That's right. Or what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, now. But a couple months from now. Couple you're months catching now, up to like, this podcast. Say, okay, you're, another, you're yeah. Yeah. Yet another Sour Mash Tours referral. But no, it's only 25 bucks a month, and this place is like state-of-the-art. So that's that's part of it. But the that's main, not really your resolution. The main resolution, and this is comes in a long line of very attainable New Year's well, resolutions. Before, before you get to this year's, let's talk about previous years. That's what I was going to do. Oh, I'm sorry. When I say it comes in a long line of... <laughs> it's I queuing know, it up. I didn't know if you were going to... Okay, continue. So one... one kind of, I don't know if I'll call it a pet peeve, but like uh, observation that I always have when you go out to eat and it's something that kind of annoyed me is like this whole game you play with the, the server when they come up to you after the meal and you're, you're finishing up and they say, are you still working on that? And then you're like, oh no, I think I'm finished. And then the next line is, did you save room for dessert? And everybody's always plays this oh, game. Like, no. like does this fake laugh and he puts their hands on their I bellies. Can, oh, I couldn't, I no room. Um, so I resolved one year just to cut that whole charade out and just say, no, thank you. <laughs> like Dylan, you be the waiter and I'll be me. Okay. Uh, can I take that plate out of your way? Yes, I'm finished. Okay. Uh, save any room for dessert, folks? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did stick to that resolution. I <laughs> so now you think, so now the ser- poor server's just like, what did I do wrong? He doesn't what? say it like that. He's just like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> because you say you're like, I could, oh, I'm so full. I'm, I admit you feel like you have I'm to always give an like excuse, that. Right? Yeah. There's no excuse. You there just is no excuse. You just fucking full. Or right. sometimes, guess what? I'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you do want I'm dessert. Not it's usually dessert. me who's like, yes, we do. Do y'all ever like want dessert, but everybody else around the table is just like, no, no, I'm that's good. That's the worst thing. Yeah, you're like, oh. and you're just like, damn, I really want dessert. Every time like at a work dinner, because that's when you're kind of uh, playing a little fast and loose with what you order. There's yep. no, no care about what the bill's <laughs> going to look like, really, and within reason. And dessert comes, and it can go one of two ways. Sometimes I'm like resolved not to get dessert, and then everybody starts ordering it. So then I almost feel obligated to, have get, to dessert get it. Have to get it, yeah. Because I don't want to be that asshole that's like on a diet or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I mean, people are eating it around you, and then all of a sudden you're like, I do want it. No, so. right. But then, like you said, more times than not, and I just got back from a work trip in Arizona, 
And both group dinners we went to, I could have probably used a little something sweet, but I was not going to be the only person at the table uh, ordering dessert. Yeah. All right. What was your other one of note? Um, at the my, my old one or this year's? No, the old one. The one that I didn't stick to? The one that you still have not completed. <laughs> so I've got an issue where at the grocery store, really at any retail store, like I lose all sense of myself when it comes time to check out. He doesn't and follow through. I still, 99% of the checkout counters you go to have a credit card terminal that you put them yeah. chip in and every time I he still default to handing it to the are you the serious yeah. so what Andy, is what is this like we'll, 1999 we'll go to Target we'll go to Target and, and I try not to put Andy in charge of checking out because what he does is he'll hand the card and he'll go oh I always forget about this thing he'll, he'll insert his chip take out his card but then he's like ready to go and I'm like you're not done you have to sign he always forgets he doesn't follow through with the checkout so one year his his resolution was to follow through yeah and just and pay he, attention and, 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 he, and he can in that seven he seconds it. he can't do it but this year you've already been working on yours yeah so two <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. <laughs> like I'm trying I can't catch him so like I can't imagine <laughs> like it took me a while to get the chip thing no. like I hate the chip I don't like the chip either I like the chip but like I can't tell you the last time I like went to physically hand my card I do, card it, to I do it probably three out of four times it, like, and then they'll be like right here sir if like, somebody oh, asks for my they, card sometimes they take it and they like insert it and they do it for you and, and then like, you feel like oh, look, Andy. that you just feel wrong like you did like, something yeah, yeah. like here you go. Like, I, like, I can't be bothered. If someone touches my debit card, like I'm offended. Like I'm just like, why are you, you doing this? I can do. Has... I can do it myself. Yeah. I'm a big boy. But but then he won't sign, and it's constantly Andy. Andy, follow through. Andy, you're not done. And he's like, oh oh, I forgot. It's like, how do you forget? How how often do you do this? I'm still working on that. Anyway, I buy a lot of progress, things too. Perfection. I mean, it's not like I'm a stranger to the the checkout counter. There's that guy that always hands me my card. Hands me his card. Oh, here Here's that guy again. Um, but but talk about this year because we've been on this topic for quite some time now. So I think this is good pod. Um, good, good, <laughs> serving pod. Good, good pod. good test. All right. Good pod. All right. Um, there it is. That's the name of the episode. So this year, one, two of the things that I've always kind of like wanted to try more but haven't. Uh, that I see people like go crazy over. So one of the things is peaches. Like every year... <laughs> Every year that, that peach truck or whatever parks oh, yeah. outside of town and people like come people from go far nuts. and wide and like line up around the block and I just never really have liked peaches that mm-hmm. much. <laughs> so I'm dedicating myself this year to one, get into some get into peaches, teach myself how to like peaches, and then around teach the hop- yourself how to like peaches. Yeah, I mean, do you like not like peaches, or you just don't pick them? I just like, don't you don't pick choose them. a peach. Well, you, I mean, you to like fa- peaches. Like to be fair, so, that like I don't like seek them the, the, I think the little bit of fur on the outside the peach fuzz if you will uh-huh. it kind of turns me off a little bit okay put it in the cobbler fuzzy name alright so then the other one around the holidays like if you work in, in an office that has does business with any vendors and they, they're they sending like gifts like you get the the big thing of um, like the sausage or the the candies and one of the things that people go crazy over Harry and David pears mm-hmm but I've never really liked pears. They always they're like a, a they're mealy, a mealy they're apple, mealy. right? Yeah, it's mealy. So I want to try to like pears this year, or at least like determine whether or not I truly don't like them. So Danny, I've I've tried two different types of pears, and the one which I really should have remembered what it was, I actually really liked. The mealiness was at a, at a minimum. Last Regular night pear. I mm-hmm. cut open what I think was a Bosch pear, maybe. 
and it was like somebody freaking rubbed like sand on the outside of it. I, I took. It I, wasn't that bad. I ate one slice of it. I mean, I, I, the flavor is fine. I like the flavor yeah. quite a bit, but, but just the texture. It's the sandiness. It is gritty. Like you don't ever take a bite of a pear and like you just eat it. Like you like you feel every bit so, of eating well, a pear. Because it almost tastes like. Like the like powdered detergent, you know, like rub that in your hands. Like yeah. that's what I assume that would be like pears. if you ate that. I love pears. I mean, I, I should just make some baked pears and you'll have no problem. That's different. Yes, a baked oh, pear is no delicious, doubt. and it, it changes the consistency. Right. But like those are fruits that I just like. I don't seek. Like if somebody had one, it was like, hey, do you want a pear? Yeah. Like I'd be like. Do you have anything else? Like, why are you offering me a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so What situation am I in right now? <laughs> yeah, why do you just have pears? Well, or like, no, you have to try these pears. Like, that's the only thing. Right. But I mean, I yeah, he, he, he resolved to get into peaches and pears this year. 2013. <laughs> All right. But before we move right. on to actual talk about bourbon, um, so I was listening to another podcast, and um, Dave's of Thunder, Dave Damashek and Dave Feeney's probably my favorite podcast. But Dave Damashek, every year, he does his Fruit of the Year. Oh. And he has this big to-do and all, all these awards, and that's on his other podcast on the NFL Network, getting in the weeds here a little bit. But he was, fruits were fruits had come up, and one of the uh, co-hosts was a, a British dude, and he was talking about pears, and he described it as an apple that a kid takes a few bites out of and then buries in the sand for like a day in the heat, and then you pull it out, and that's a pear. <laughs> God, I disagree. And that's why no human would eat a pear if, like, that's how you describe. I it. like pears. Like, I like pears too, but I'm I will never buy more than zero pears. <laughs> like, well, I'm never gonna buy a pear unless you I also have, have to. Like, you bake have, you with can't. It, right? I mean, I, unless you eat pears a lot, you can only buy a few because they'll go bad. But you, you have to eat them at the right time. I mean, yeah. you liked the first pear. Yeah, I loved than it. The second, right, yeah. you, you loved it. Uh, I liked it. Ooh, okay, he okay. lied. Let's be honest. Here. So he liked he liked the first one. He liked it. Um, and the second one, I agree, it was a bit mealy. Do you guys want to take a guess what the fruit of the year was in 2018? Probably pears. No. Oh no. Um, uh, pomegranate. Coconut. Coconut. Is that it was a fruit? late entry. Yeah. Coconut is a fruit. Hold on, 2018 or 2019? 2018. I haven't done 19 yet. Well, it's it's January 17th. So, oh, you're just okay, saying, yeah. you're just saying the after fruit, the year, the year is up. After the year is the beginning of the year. Like the Pantone all of the, of the year. All of the fruits that Dave Damashek has eaten throughout the year, he says what's the best fruit the, of the year. I thought that he committed to eating one type of no, no, fruit. No, no, Not no, just no. one type it's, of fruit, but like It's an award. It's the best award. So anyway. So welcome to Sourmash Podcast, a podcast about fruit. And bourbon. So we're drinking some some bourbon today. Dylan, do you want to tell us what? it is yeah for sure so these are two things one is familiar but not too but but a little bit off the beaten path and one is new for me um one is uh cream of kentucky uh 11 and a half year old uh bourbon whiskey uh from the jw rutledge distillery which is actually uh uh jim rutledge's new uh, like new project that yeah. he has going on, which is pretty cool. He retired from Four Roses, or I don't know if he left under the best circumstances there. Um, and he stayed retired, I think, for two weeks and then started a new project. And this is his first label that he's put out. He resurrected an old brand, uh, Cream of Kentucky. Yeah, Cream of Kentucky Rye, Cream of Kentucky Bourbon, um, some good vintage bourbon. And this is a sourced product from Barton. 
Mark. actually. Yeah. And it's bottled at, what's the proof on that? It, uh, 51% alcohol by volume. So, what was that character? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea where that came from. It's I haven't the, been drinking during the week. It's so. the proof man. <laughs> <laughs> proof man, so 102 proof. So, it, it's, I think it's, it's barrel proof, um, 102 proof, and 11 and a half year old Barton juice. Mm-hmm. And this is an allocated release that there was a decent amount of hype surrounding coming out. And the reviews so far that I've read have been kind of mixed. And you've got some people that are skeptical about it because it's sourced. And there's a segment of bourbon drinkers, I think, that just kind of assume anything sourced that's bad, which is just the wrong way to think yeah. because it's just false. Yeah. Um, so, false and you're just never going to, you're not going to live a good life. You're not going to like that anything. Way. To kind of yeah. n- not disprove that, but just to, to compare and contrast, and Dylan still doesn't know exactly what he's drinking over there. Going blind we have we have two pours, mm-hmm. and the other pour is a 1792 full proof, which is 125 proof, so it's it's a little bit heavier. And a, and a total wine selection. And it's a we'll total wine selection. There. So we have some barrel proof Barton, some barrel proof Barton that's been aged a little bit longer, and I'm going to put Dylan on the spot. Do you know which one's which, and do you have any opinion on either one of these? I have, um, I have a guess. Danielle, Danielle take a guess. So, I, so you didn't see me pour it? You don't know which one's which? No, I oh, don't. I thought you saw me pouring. No, I don't. Um, so I think that the small one is the uh, cream of Kentucky. Okay. And I think this one is the 1792 full proof. I actually think the opposite. So Dylan's right. Mm. So the, the small, the, the tulip glass from uh, Peerless is the 1792 mm-hmm. full proof. And the only reason I say that is the first time that I took a took a sip out of this one, I wasn't prepared for the heat, Oof. and I was like, okay, 120, like higher proof. That's what I got out of it. But to be honest, I think that I'm getting more full flavor out of the cream of Kentucky. I'm a I'm a fan. I love the smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I Tasting them side by side, and I opened this up. Um, did a number on it uh, pretty quickly. We opened it up last <laughs> last Saturday at a friend's house, and I liked it at the time, but I didn't love it. But it often happens after after the bottle sits open for a little bit, um, it starts to open up, mm-hmm. and I think that's happened with this creamy Kentucky because it's uh, it's really speaking to me right now. Mm-hmm. This stuff's phenomenal. It's got a little bit of a little bit of spice to it, um, which is nice. Um, spice is nice, Jesus. Mm, Dylan, come sure on. Sure is. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm liking it. It's for 102. Like you really don't get that like foolproof kind of kick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jimmy Rutledge uh, does it again. Yeah, he made a nice pick, Danielle. What what made you think that the the short one was the cream of Kentucky before? I'm not sure. I mean, thinking about it now, it makes more sense that the foolproof would have been the one that was like a little more harsh on to me. Yeah. But then I saw the cream of Kentucky and the, that it was aged that long and mm-hmm. I was like well maybe that's it I don't really know guys I'm yeah. not great at this but no, that wasn't, no. I do like the cream of Kentucky better mm-hmm. than the foolproof but I'm also not one for like a super super hot bourbon I think it's a it's a great product and I'm looking forward I don't know what else uh, Jimmy Rutledge has on tap but I, I'm hoping that he does invest in some um, graphic design because <laughs> the the front of this bottle leaves a little bit to be desired I think yeah it definitely looks like something that I could have done <laughs> on a on like an amateur Photoshop well, program. At first, I actually didn't think it was that bad, and it's not terrible. But if you look at it closer, it's it's, it's text it's it's made it's printed to look textured. But it's not textured. Yeah, 
Like for a, a bottle with a retail price of um, these are little baby hearts, one hundred and fifty dollars. Are they? That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, little baby the, hearts, but why? The the thing is that um, I mean, you can you can sell a bottle of bourbon like that without having a fancy label. So, yeah. I mean, for mm-hmm. them, I mean, they're you know budget conscious. Well, the good thing is, that, I mean, the name's going to carry itself too. Exactly. So I mean, he's a well-respected master distiller. Right. Um, I mean, they just announced that they're going to do like this multi-million-dollar project um, out uh, in between uh, Louisville and Frankfurt mm-hmm. in like the the Simpsonville Shelbyville area to build right. a new distillery. So I mean, he's literally embarking on this brand new distillery Very based exciting. on something like this, which is really cool. Really cool. Which is you know kind of uh, kind of indicative of a lot of brands that are coming around right now. Sure. Um, which is another topic that we we're planning on talking about. So, um, the New York Times had a really cool article uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually January 2nd, so just kind of ringing in the new year, uh, about how Kentucky is trying to kind of napotize the uh, the bourbon industry, which I think is a a cool term, and we've kind of, we talk about it a little bit on the tour, um, just the bourbon boom and how people are starting to take advantage of that and starting to build uh, new facilities that are all built around that tourist attraction as opposed to being like an industrial right. site and we're a part of that i mean you know a lot of the business that we do at sour match tours i mean it's all based on touring mm-hmm. whether you're at a distillery or you're at a place of business like a bar or a restaurant um but it's also you know we're kind of that concierge we plan we plan experiences and trips mm-hmm. for people so the majority of our winter business is planning people's trips out to bourbon country and mm-hmm. um, the urban bourbon trail and and telling them what to do and we'll guide them in that mm-hmm. so you know if you go to napa or sonoma you go to wine country i mean andy and i booked a uh a tour um where we had transportation and we got taken to the wine at the wineries because we had no idea what we were doing mm-hmm. um and it was excellent but that you know it's, it's very similar there are companies that are helping people plan their trips You've got a ton of destinations, you know, all the distilleries, much like the wineries. Um, and it's very much a specific vibe. Yeah. If you go to Napa and you go to Sonoma, you can already kind of envision the whole thing, right? You come to bourbon country and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that that country experience, whether it's, you know, urban or it's rural. So um, I think it's cool. I mean, Will it get to that point? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the hype for bourbon is definitely there. Yeah, I and mean, we're definitely putting the money into it, so no oh, one yeah. is sparing any expense. So it's yeah. growing huge. I mean, the new distilleries that are popping up, and you know, you see them through Bardstown, mm-hmm. even down to Central Kentucky to Lebanon to in Louisville. I mean, mm-hmm. just the changes that we've seen in the urban landscape in the past five, ten years is huge. Yeah. Um, with the addition of Old Forester, you've got Peerless, you've got Copper and King's Brandy Distillery, yeah. you've got um, <coughs> Rabbit Hole, Rabbit you've got Angel's Envy. Yeah. I mean, Michter's is getting ready to open up before too long. I mean, you've got so many places that, you know, obviously people request to see constantly mm-hmm. from us. So um, I think it's great to see, and it's, a, it's an awesome point of tourism for us. So, I, you know, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see us become kind of that Napa of bourbon uh will it happen we'll see yeah yeah I mean obviously uh great for the city we I was coming back from lunch today downtown and I was coming back from lunch today downtown and there was another uh vacant lot that looked like it was about to start being developed on Floyd and Maine and apparently that's yet another hotel we already have the Omni open obviously we've got um those two boutique hotels on Maine right across from a loft 
the names escape me. But um, and then finally the AC hotel and yeah, just seeing well, a lot the new, of one of the new hotels that's near Old Forester, isn't it? Like the distilled. Yeah, distilled. Yeah. Distilled hotel or mm-hmm. something or whatever. Yeah, I mean the city's obviously all in on the bourbon thing and um, good for them. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting it. how to to see how it kind of branches out into the rest of the state because there's obviously like you know places like Danville. Uh, Bardstown that are starting to like invest in a lot of things. Um, so it'd be cool how the state works together to kind of create a cohesive group. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things that makes Napa so successful is that even though everybody's kind of independent, they still kind of work together to make sure that there's like a a tourism hub. You know, there's a reason why all of this kind of works all at once. Yeah. And you know, I know we have a Kentucky Kentucky Distillers Association. They're doing a lot of really great stuff to work together. But really, like, taking that next step to say, like, we're a cohesive group. How can we make this easy for everybody to get around and see us? And I think another thing that goes hand in hand with that is that here in Louisville, bourbon is definitely a cornerstone. But the other beautiful thing is that we have such a great cocktail scene and mm-hmm. food scene and activities. And so I think that's so, that's tougher for, you know, more of a rural Kentucky experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you want, but you also want to have those other things that go along with it. Yeah. Great food, restaurants, and Which cocktails. Is something that like, Makers is trying to do Absolutely. with their restaurant I mean, that they have on site now. Oh, yeah. Newman and mm-hmm. Rachel Miller. and I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, Star Provisions. Star Hill Provisions. It's great what they're doing there. Um, and then you've got Bottle and Bond in Bardstown mm-hmm. that is part of the Bardstown Bourbon Company that's an amazing restaurant. Um, and so it's, it's really nice to see that growth as well. Um, you know, while still keeping the spirit of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're still in uh-huh, Kentucky. No pun intended. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you're still in Kentucky, you're still like in a, you know, you're in the country mm-hmm. for most people. Some you're going to come here and say, oh, wow, mm-hmm. here I am. I made it to the country. Do you think there's any downside to it? Uh, if you ask some of the folks that live in those rural neighborhoods, I'd say that they'd probably tell you that. Yeah. I know that, you know, just from our, just from my experience, and Danielle probably has heard some of this too, people being kind of unhappy about the, the number of warehouses and things like that that some distilleries have had to build. Yeah, I think you, um, mean, you mentioned that a little bit on our last recording. Yeah, and of course, because one of the main things is that the the mold that naturally builds up due right. to kind of that aging process um, starts to get on people's houses and cars and all of these things, and it becomes kind of a nuisance. But at the same time, I think taking into account that that's what's moving their economy and keeping the town alive right eventually that'll all kind of die out and i would hope that the distilleries kind of show a little bit of good faith towards that too i agree i mean you know it does suck to live somewhere and then you know have to deal with that Mm -hmm. specific issue i don't know i mean i know there are downsides i'm sure i mean for me it's just obviously we're biased we are in the bourbon business and you know we live here and we take advantage of all these perks that we get from Mm -hmm. it but I don't know. I don't really see it. A... I think there's always going to be a segment of people that just kind of want things to stay the way that they are. And, mm-hmm. like, we'll see any, like, build out or any big influx of tourism into the city is, is a bad thing because it changes what they think of as, as home or they yeah. think of as Louisville. But hopefully most people will see, like, my opinion, that in the long run it'll be a good thing. And especially all the projections and all the people that – do these types of analysis for a living, see a lot further to go in this growth before we see any realistic chance of a plateau or especially a decline. 
and I think it's good, you know, American whiskey is kind of still in its early stages of global popularity, especially, mm-hmm. and this could be um, a hub for it. It is a hub for it, and I, hopefully we can continue to see that grow. But I, actually, I'll admit now that I have not read that New York Times article. But you said they focus a lot. <laughs> no wonder you weren't talking. Yeah, I was wondering. You said they focus a lot on, and I think that this is probably the third podcast that we've brought this up, and I, I think it's just so funny that um, they're, they're doing that bourbon amusement park. Yeah, like Kentucky Owl is kind Owl, of like yeah. the, the focus of the piece. So they're basically talking about creating this experience mm-hmm. that's that's food and entertainment and something that even like kids can enjoy and it's like okay i mean we're taking it up a notch from just a tourist destination right. like a it's almost like a disney world for for bourbon so a place for people to stay on site like all of this i mean like, it's a it's a great idea i think just because you've got people coming in who they they love bourbon and kentucky owl itself has become so popular and it's a great bourbon and um for them to come and say they bring their kids, you know, or whatever, you know, you bring your whole family, mm-hmm. you got a little something for everyone. I mean, I'm, I think it's interesting. I'm very interested to see how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, um, for, for me, that's how you indoctrinate the next generation. Uh, so that way they, they use the word to... indoctrinate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad Is that a bad word to use? Con- condition? No, that's Condition's bad too. bad too. That sounds like an experiment. I mean, indoctrinate, it's not the most positive of words. But I'm saying I'm just trying to keep from ha- from from down the road our kids having to be like, oh, we don't drink bourbon because that's what our parents drink. Yeah, that's what my old man used to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's... <laughs> Still, a very real possibility, but also I my kid doesn't I, have to, I have to admit, bourbon is a. I'm not saying that you're that you've tried any alcohol and you've been like, I love it at first mm-hmm. sip, but bourbon's not the easiest barrier of entry, right? No, I mean it's 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 tough, and even for myself, bourbon was one of the last spirits that I liked. I mean, I liked scotch before I really enjoyed bourbon, like a not a, not a nice smoky scotch. Mm-hmm. I mean. Not that I would drink it all the time, but I enjoyed it much better. Yeah. So, you know, there is that. At I the same see time, like, what at what point is it almost like, uh, like Joe Camel or whatever? Like, yeah. You're, <laughs> like, the cigarette company's marketing basically to children with this cartoon camel. Like, we've got... We've got we have, a, like, a, an a, owl mascot running around yeah, on, we, on site. We've got oh, a fer- owly, everybody. A Ferris wheel that looks like a bourbon barrel or something <laughs> like that. And then I mean, technically, we had those. I mean, growing up at our... Uh, our picnics, our uh, religious picnics, growing yeah. up, they had the barrels that you like rolled around in. That's I mean, true. they were probably supposed to be like root bourbon? beer barrels or something. <laughs> yeah. but let's be, let's be honest. I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it wasn't was. a big deal. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, don't I, think, that I think we should embrace it. We should yeah. start introducing bourbon to kids. I don't think do it with, with school lunches, just to make sure that this <laughs> just, generational just thing. Just put a little bit in their lunch. Just box. a little bit. It's only going to be yeah. twenty by proof. The, by the time yeah. 10 or 12, <laughs> super watered down. Like <laughs> I mean, that's the story that I always tell about, like my mom, like yeah. numbing my numbing my sore tooth. My yeah. toothache with some bourbon. I mean, you know, that is a real thing. That it's happens. a good start. I knew I mean, what it tasted like. I mean, it just probably tasted like terrible medicine to you. Yeah, you know? it was fine. It's no different than that, like pink stuff that I used to have to drink. I used that to wasn't that, nearly that as fun. Gum medicine. Oh, really? My gosh, yeah. Oh my god! I liked it. You like? You were all about it? I mean, oh, I, I wasn't like sipping it on the side. <laughs> but if I was sick, it was a nice little little treat. That was, that was a nice treat. <laughs> treat. It tasted like bubble gum. Maybe we're talking about different. No, I, no, here. we're talking about the same medicines. It just wasn't it like that a good. Or something? I don't know. Or it was. I, don't know I mean, about. it's. 
penicillin? Was it? No, it was amoxicillin. Nobody really knows what it was. I think all all medicines tasted like that. Medical professionals know. Yeah, but they made all that medicine taste that way. None of us in this room really know. But I know what you're referring to. Yeah, that's what we do on this podcast. We speculate about medicines. (laughs) (laughs) We're just making it all up cold. Podcast for everything. Fruits, (laughs) bourbon... Medicines, what you were what you were tasting when you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. What was that bubblegum medicine? It was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Don't ask too many questions about the bubblegum medicine. That's true. It made you feel better. It maybe. did make me feel... I don't remember. I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, I think it's about time, guys. Think what do you think? it's about time. We're 32 minutes in. Is By that, the way, we're not condoning enough, giving, giving bourbon to That's children. a good thing, yeah. That's we're not that condoning out. that. Like, Most of us are not condoning that. But it's in like two out of three of us are not. So as a company, Sunrise <laughs> George does not condone it. So we, so we, they, have, they don't necessarily speak for all of its members. It's I, true. I do want to bring up one more thing before we leave. Okay. Yeah, I just, do. I just got this text message. So, um, this is just a vent sesh, by the way. I'm getting a lot of spam texts. Okay, and this is not cool. Oh, that's new. I'll for take me. the spam calls. Like I'll block you. It's fine. I have two different names on these texts. Okay, so I've been getting them for weeks. I think I was the first number to ever get a spam text. Which because you, it was uh, hearing aids first, right? So they were really getting me on the hearing aids, okay? Oh, and I should let Craig know. <laughs> should <laughs> he, I tell him? Okay, I want to yeah, read. I want to. Is it a coupon? Can I read you guys a few of these? They they Sorry, so Craig. so usually what they do the, the tactics that they use whether it's text or over the phone is that they call you a name and they'll say oh is so and so there and you're like oh no my name's Danielle and they're like oh well now that I've got you well my name is Blana. Okay, B L A N A, and they said, "Blana, why are you beating around the bush? You might be clear debt sooner than you think. Please reach out." Another one, Blana, reply yes to get a free home security system. Here's another one, uh, Blana, start your risk-free in-home trial of our hearing aids that are nearly invisible. Um, through the hearing aids we have, Blana, people won't be able to realize you wear them. These are just a few, Blana. I tried calling you about lessening your tax debt. Um, Blana, IRS Fresh Start Initiative may eliminate or reduce your IRS tax debt. By the way, guys, I think that my hearing is pretty good, and I don't have any of this IRS tax debt they're talking about. This is insane. But most recently, I have a new name. It's Shaylee. <laughs> S-H-A-L-E-Y. Shaylee, you guys. Like, who, whose names are these? It's not a name, guys. Um, like, ten years from now, everybody's going to name their kid Shaylee because yeah. of this pod. And Blana. Just because of this cast. Shaylee, it's Chris. I'm in need of part-time workers. <laughs> oh, my God. Shaylee, Chris again. Let me know. <laughs> that sounds like that might be for real. No, it's not. Uh, personal loans for Shaylee. And then the one that I just got. Somebody has your number. Shaylee, yeah, somebody's... $6,095 in school grant money could be available. So, I've responded to some of these. I said, please stop the text. <laughs> so annoying. Y'all know my name is not Shaylee, although I do appreciate the made-up names you're giving me what did they I, say the, they, they Im- respond uh no they immediately say uh you are opted out and receive no more messages right. but but there's nothing in there that said i said please stop the text but like they're reading this text messages and, and maybe messages. they just see it crawls and sees stop maybe i've responded to a couple of them and i know that's what they want 
I said, do not te- call or text again. My you name know, is not Blana. This you is all like, know this. This is like when you see all those videos of like, oh, look look what Boston Dynamics is doing. Look at this new robot that they yeah. made. It can do a backflip. Like, there's there are limits to what these things should be able to do. Right. Like, text message spam? That shouldn't be allowed. Like, like, like that call, should not. I agree. A call is annoying, but a text really seems intrusive. Yeah. I'm we're like, one don't step, text me again. We're one step away from them just signing you up for it. And, and a girl at work, uh, Brianna at work, she said... That she's getting, so they just came up with numbers and they just start spamming. And her number is one of the numbers they're spamming from. So she gets calls from herself. What? I've gotten a call from myself. Yes. I've gotten a call from a number that's very close to her. Yeah. A lot of them are, but mm-hmm. she but she and you as well, Andy, have experienced the, the unicorn where they actually use your number to call you. And it freaks you out a little bit. You're like, what's happening? Well, I thought maybe I was like calling myself from the future or something. <laughs> Which so you answered and you're like, yeah, I'm like, what tell me what to, to do. What's the information? <laughs> right, right. Don't exactly. break the crew of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just want to, I just want to vent a little bit. If you guys are receiving texts or calls, you're not alone. Um, if you are getting texts and you're That's getting second spit takes, if you're done, if you're in getting, like two minutes, I know, it's incredible. And, a lot of guys. But, but what I want is if you're listening to this podcast and you're getting texts and you have a made up name, because nobody else other than me has a made up name, and I've got two. I want you to message us because I want to know. Tweet us at Sour Mash Tours. What is your name? Mine is Blana. You can also call me Shaylee. My Christian name is Danielle, but I'll take I'll respond to either. At this point, Mary. Mary. That's That's your Catholic name. Well, my first name is Mary, and Dylan's first name is Joseph, Joseph, and together we are Mary and Joseph. We are. And what's that make me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, more Jesus. All right, guys. So, so, all right. So, we've we've become a a, a fruit cast, a bourbon cast, and a text message spam support cast yeah. <laughs> today. So, I mean, we're just covering all. If the you guys want to talk, look, I'm here. If you're getting the text, Do you ever get the IR the calls from the IRS where they're on their way to arrest you? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever talked to the people? Absolutely not. I've I've had two half hour conversations with them. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just I, and at the end of but it, they're so I just I just keep I just keep stringing them along and acting stupid, and at the end of it, I kind of tell them like, well, I was just like I call them out for being a scammer, tell them they're a terrible person, and tell them that I just wanted to waste their time so they can't scam anybody else, which I kind of think was a noble cause. But then one time the guy really made me think. He said, "Well, I just wasted your time too." <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That guy's really got me. <laughs> well, this is and then, and then another guy, he like kind of confided in me and he said that he knew he knew that this was a bad job and he was doing a bad thing, but he couldn't find any other work and he had to feed his he family in he was in New York. Wow. So I've kind of felt bad for him. And then you signed up for his service yeah, and, then, and just, then he scammed and, you and he yeah. took all your money. Well, but what? I just scam The reason this conversation got started is because Andy answered the phone and said, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, talk to this scam artist. Yeah, and, and the guy was like, it. "Hello." He's like, "What's <laughs> he wrong?" He's like, defeated. "He was defeated because yes, he heard I'm, it." I'm the scam artist. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted to it. Yeah. Wow. Damn. So we should actually, you should try to record those if you can. I know it's yeah. hard to do both at the same time. And that's like, why he turned to the text messages. And now, and now <laughs> so he's like, he's Blana, coming after Blana. Blana, you need, you got hearing aids. Maybe I did at one point say, so yeah, it's me and my wife, Blana. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe that's what's going on. It's all right. come full circle. Okay. Go off the rails again, but that's what makes this fun. Yeah. Right? I, so. I, have fun. I don't know if anybody has fun listening to it, but I have fun recording it. Doesn't matter whether they have fun or not. We yeah, did it. We did it. We're, We're going to put it out, it out there. there. We're putting it out, We're putting it out there. All right, guys. All right, so, so we got some exciting things uh, coming up for 2019. Yes, on the we podcast, do. we'll be short, um, within the next 
I say three episodes, maybe kick off the new Sour Mash 16. Yeah. As we get into March Madness. Woo-woo. And then we're doing something similar, a blind tasting bracket for our guests. Yeah. And there's more information on that to come, but I think they call that a teaser. That is in, a teaser. In the business. I, I like it. I like yeah. it. I like how you set that up. That was nice. Yeah. 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 So be on the lookout. Yeah. And, you know, the best way for you to be on the lookout is to follow us on social media. So uh, we are at Sour Mash Tours. That is Twitter. That's Facebook, Instagram. Uh, follow us um, on all of those platforms. Subscribe to this cast. Review. Review us. Yeah. Cast. Give us a review. We need some reviews so we can get up there on the, the bourbon podcast list. That's right. right. And also... Tell some friends about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If, if you, you like it, if you find us like, like mildly it, interesting or funny, like it, yeah, and their friends will like it. And next thing you know, we've gotten like uh, another ten listeners, another following, and then we get to call people something. We have to come up with like a name with for name? people. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then we're not there yet. We aren't there, but I'm like patiently waiting for that opportunity. It'll be good. I can tell you've been thinking about it. Absolutely. That's it's in my dreams every night. All right, guys. This was fun. Let's uh, toast. Absolutely. And say goodbye to our listeners. So until next time, follow us, check us out at Sour Mash Tours and at www.sourmashtours.com. Come on a tour with us. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.